When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We are brought to you locally by Smiley One. Heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Daryl, let's uh, hop right into it. The big news of the day is the fact that the Browns will play the Steelers at one o'clock on Sunday, the NFL, I don't have a problem with the NFL waiting till the last minute to try to figure out who's going to play who on the last week of the season. So I'm okay with it. And by the way, Brown Steelers probably belong at one o'clock on Sunday, the final weekend, because Pittsburgh hanging by a thread to make the playoffs, which is okay, kind of cool. And it gives the Browns the opportunity to spoil their postseason fun. I got exactly what I asked for. You did because it's all it's all about me. I I re, I I submitted my request to the league office for a Sunday at one kickoff at whatever the hell they're calling that stadium these days, and uh, I got it. So Brown Steelers Sunday at one. The Saturday doubleheader is um, interesting. I, I think uh, the fact that they uh, and I think it has to do a little bit with the fact that they're both under five hundred. But the AFC South Championship game between Tennessee and Jacksonville gets uh, the 815 slot Kansas City at the Raiders uh gets the uh the the 430 slot and then uh yeah I mean pretty much everything else for for week 18 now is set with the exception of Ravens Bengals um and that basically if the bills as we record this Monday night which is before uh the bills and Bengals play if the bills win the game Monday night, Ravens-Bengals will play at 425 on CBS. If Cincinnati wins the game Monday night, uh, that means that the game will be a 1 p.m. kickoff next week on CBS because uh, if um, if uh, Cincinnati loses, uh, loses um, that basically creates an AFC North championship game. Yeah, so you got the winner's bowl and the loser's bowl, right, for third place. Yeah, that's like I think that's what we call this, right? This is this is the third place bowl between the Browns and the Steelers. The winner gets third place in the division this year. Um and uh, you might say, "Well, wait a minute. How do the how do the Browns get third place?" Well, they're a full game behind in the standings, but if they sweep the season series, uh which this is often how the Browns escape the basement in the expansion era is with the tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> and they would have the tiebreaker on the Steelers, which means Pittsburgh would finish last in the division uh, and not only miss out on the playoffs, but they would be in the cellar. And then, of course, uh, the Browns uh, get third place by virtue of the tiebreaker. So um, it's uh, it's a big one this weekend. No, no question about it. This is not one for Kevin Stefanski to do any type of experimentation whatsoever. Uh, this is a you are going to win this game. This this is a the uh, the Super Bowl of the season. Uh, this is you must go to Pittsburgh and knock the Steelers out of the playoffs 
and absolutely crap all over their season. And if you don't, well, it's going to be a very long offseason for you. So I was just reading up if the Bengals win on what I don't even know on Monday night when we're recording this, the Steelers' chances go from 18% to 19%. So they've got that going for them. But the road to the playoffs isn't that easy because <clears throat> then they'll need the Bills to beat the Jets because right. of their losses to the Patriots and Dolphins. And the Steelers need the Bills to beat New England. Wait, wait, Bills to beat, uh, they need help from the Bills and Jets, I should say. The Bills to beat New England and then New York to beat Miami. Um, but they've got to beat the Browns first. So that's that's Pittsburgh's road. But at least they have a road, Daryl. You know, that's, I, I mean, as that's much nice. as I, I thought, hmm? yeah, I mean, the season started for us where we thought Pittsburgh wasn't even going to be any kind of player in this. And now all of a sudden, you know, they come into this game, they win, they get help from two other teams, and they're in the playoffs, which to me is just, I can't believe that we're in this spot knowing what Pittsburgh had quarterback-wise going into the year. And then, you know, they did have a pretty good win on Sunday. And, you know, they were able to rally back late and get a big touchdown. And that's why they're still alive. I, it just it keeps going back to what I, I, I say all the time. So many teams in the NFL find ways and the Browns find excuses. And the, the Steelers are another example. Look at the 49ers with Purdy. I, it's just, it, it goes on and on and on. The examples of teams that just find ways, even when things aren't hunky-dory and perfectly uh, easy on them. And, you know, the, the Browns just, they just have excuse after excuse after excuse why they're not successful um, uh, on the scale that they're expected to be successful i mean th this team should have made the playoffs this year and um i will remain hard on them i i had someone try and tell me that i was being unfair and my response was there's enough talent on this roster uh to make the playoffs and when you look at some of those games early in the season the f uh the four losses by three or fewer points uh, four of the first five losses on the season were by three, you know, three or fewer points. Like, yeah, you, you're good enough. This is not a situation where this is a rebuild. And the the thing that's that emphasizes my point, and I, I got I'm gonna pull up my Twitter here real quick because I want I want to give this person credit that tweeted this at me, and I'm gonna clean it up because he used some colorful language. Uh, oh, in the his internet, who cares? Just say whatever you want. I know, say but whatever I, the. You want to. I know. We tried Did to get a fan podcast here. Uh, Steelers, this is from Here We Go Brown E with an I, two. Steelers started the year rebuilding and end up in the playoff chase. Browns start off the year in the playoff chase and end up rebuilding. It's mm -hmm. like a blank 30-year nightmare I can't wake up from. I know 2020, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? Here we go, Brownie with an I, too, is 100% correct. And the, the standards, and, and the other reason, Andy, that I am so hard on this Browns team this year, it's time to raise the standards here in Cleveland, okay? Um, in Pittsburgh, even though, even though, it's a retool, rebuild, what transition. It's a gravy off. year for Steeler fans, right? It's a right. gravy year. Right? Hang on a second. They still want to run Mike Tomlin out of town because it ain't good enough. 
even though they're still in, in, in competition for a playoff spot in week 18, the fact that they've secured one and, and, and whatnot, this, this is like, uh, you, you know, run Mike Tomlin out of town territory. Hmm. And I would, I think a lot of Browns fans would sign up for the level of success that Mike Tomlin has had over the 15 years with that Seriously? organization. Absolutely. Of, we would you know, a couple of Super Bowls, never a losing season. Um, now the argument is that he didn't win enough Super Bowls considering the rosters he's had, but look, I mean, <laughs> winning a Super Bowl is hard to do. And it, it's just, it is interesting watching that Sunday night game between the Steelers and the Ravens, Andy, and they're talking about, John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin and the fact, you know, uh, uh, I think uh, it's it's uh, Tomlin that's been 16 years, Harbaugh's 15 years, if I remember that correctly. I might have yeah. them back. No, chance. I think you're right. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm right because Tomlin was there before Harbaugh. But just to think of that stability and you look at the success of those two organizations, and I think that's really the only argument that, you know, the patience argument for the Browns with Stefanski and bringing him back for a fourth year and trying to see if they can get this thing right and not knee-jerk reacting to uh, having a, a couple of back-to-back -back disappointing years. But, um, you know, and we talked about this on our last podcast, if Stefanski wins Sunday, he's still not had a double-digit loss season. In, uh, you yeah, know, but that's a horrible way to look at things, isn't it? It, it I mean, really is, but but hang on, this but this is this is what the standards in Cleveland have been. Every head coach in the expansion era, Andy, starting with Chris Palmer all the way through, um, uh, Freddie Kitchens, has lost double digit games in a season, and some of those guys have done it multiple times. Okay, so it he is the most successful coach regardless of, you know what I mean? Like he's the most successful coach that the Browns have had in the expansion era. He's produced the most results. Sad to say it. He's only a couple <clears throat> games above 500 and, but he got a win in the playoffs, you know, that's but he's got a playoff too. win under his belt. Right. So nobody else uh, has done that since they've come back. So I, so Are, I get, I get the organization's patience with him, but I, I just, I'm hard on this team because I think it, I think that it's fair to have higher expectations than the best they can do is eight and nine, two years in a row coming off a season in which they were a player or two away from the conference championship. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. We're back with more. If you like what you're listening to subscribe to the podcast, we're going to talk about, um, we'll talk about some transition stuff that's going on. We'll get into that next right here. It's always game day. In Cleveland.